The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to Sister Speak where we talk about different topics that we, you know, want to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, today's main topic is going to be on um, political engagement, so education frustrations and the involvement of, I guess, young people in that. Um, but I guess first things first, Sadia, what's our show about? Hi guys, it's been a long time. It's been <laughs> approximately... No, really not. It's been months. It's been months. I think I, think. I might have been here about like three times in the last year, which sucks because I love doing this. <laughs> um, our show is essentially a platform for Muslim women, uh, young g- girls, should I say, young Muslim women to talk <laughs> about anything we really want to talk about. It's essentially a talk show. We could talk about uh, issues such as uh, politics, religion, culture, pop culture, social media, Islamophobia, etc, etc. Essentially, it's for us to have our voice to talk about whatever we want, because if we don't, who will? Exactly. And just to uh, emphasise that all views and opinions are our own, um, and we respect all other similar or opposing views. So before we dive into the hot topics and the main topic, um, we have a little segment on our show called Thoughts for the Week. So this is where we sort of share things that we think may be useful to you guys um, that we've maybe learnt over the past week. So Sadia, would you like to go first? Uh, you want me to stop? Okay. So um, like I said, this is my first show in a long, long, long time and I'm mm-hmm. doing this for ages. But um, so I've had I have, have a lot of thoughts to catch you guys up on. And since the last show, I don't know, when was it? Was it before I graduated or after? Oh, I have no idea because I've only been before. I came back for the summer because I had a Mm. sort of almost a year long hiatus as well. (laughs) Yeah, I think it must have been before I graduated because I had graduation and then I went straight into my internship and I just didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, since the last show, I've graduated, I've done a summer internship and now. Busy, busy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a graduate an unemployed graduate oh. going into the real world for the first time ever and it's really scary um my thought of the week around that is that it's you don't you can't i guess you can prepare yourself for it i wish i was a lot more prepared and it's a really scary time but i've realized everyone's kind of going through that same thing mm. um and i'm the kind of person who freaks out when they have like a week where they're doing nothing and they don't know what the next step oh, is and really? this is essentially the first time in my life where I don't know the exact next step. Mm. Like I have a somewhat plan, but it's not, it's not in concrete. Like it's when you yeah. are the things. That like for example, with you, mm. wait, where are you at right now? Um, university, I'm at. You're at university. Yeah. yeah. So you just graduated from. No, you just finished sixth form, didn't you? Last year. Yeah. La- no, two years ago now. Two- Whoa! Why <laughs> has been a while? <laughs> Well, we recruited you. You were just finishing sixth form, weren't you? I was finishing my first year of sixth form. So it's been two years. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. I, I just realised that today as well, because I was thinking, you know, it's been a year, but it hasn't. It's been mm. two. Yeah, so now you're doing uni. You know what you're doing in a year's time and the next year. And then yeah, hopefully, inshallah, so. you do medicine straight after yeah. that. Um, when With my degree, it's a matter of you do a broad degree and then mm. you do whatever you want after that. And that's it's too it, open for it. It's quite scary. It's, it's, scary. it's free, but it's scary. Yeah. And right now it's just a very confusing time, but kind of exciting at the same time because anything is possible. So my thought of the week is self-improvement in all aspects because uh, I just started reading again. Mm. And I really need to continue to do that and just improve myself. And 
I feel like with reading, when you've been out of it for a long time, coming back in is quite difficult. Though. It is, but I'm reading a really good book called The Alchemist. Mm. Have you ever heard of it? I have heard of it, but I've not read it and I don't know what it's about. Yeah, it's I've like a motivational title. book, but in fiction. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying it. See, I, I, bought, it. I bought a novel recently and I thought I'd really enjoy it because the last book that I bought from that same author was really, really good. Who is that? Um, his name has escaped my mind. But the name of the book is Rogue Lawyer. It's all, it's all like legal fiction. Okay. But it's, it's very good. But this one, I just haven't been able to get into it mm. i feel like with a book it's like movies as well or anything if in the first few with movies it's like if in the f- first few minutes you're not captivated then you're probably not going to enjoy the movie yeah i agree first few i've read about three three or four chapters they're quite short chapters but i don't know i'm not i've not been able to properly get into this one and it's just a bit sad i don't know whether it's reading in general or whether it's just this book i'm not sure but yeah i don't think it's ever good to super force a book unless mm. it's for academic reasons it just makes <laughs> yeah. you stop love reading yeah loving reading. very true um, so yeah, that's my thought of the week. Very, you yeah. know, important thought of the week, I guess. I don't even know what the exact people. thought was. It was just <laughs> a yeah. bunch of sharing experiences. <laughs> but yeah, I guess my thought of the week. Um, recently, I've been sort of helping out at a local ha- care home. Um, yeah, and I've sort of been talking to the, the residents there, and it's been really lovely. But I guess the thing is, is you know, it makes you sort of realise that these people, you know, they're in a care home and they're all very lovely and everything. But it's like you see them and you think they had, you know, a very independent life at some point. Like, they're people, you know? (laughs) It's not that I didn't see them as people before, but more so it's very easy to see the elderly as just, like, a group or Mm. or numbers or things like that. Very easy, you know, through studies and stuff like that. We have an ageing population, all of this stuff. When you go into the care home and you talk to them and you listen to their stories, you realise, you know, I guess, I don't know, the importance of their life and how amazing a life maybe a lot of them had. Um, and I guess it just it just goes to show that, you know, we're going to be at that stage. I'm not necessarily really saying you're going to be in a care home, but you're going to be elderly at some point. And I feel like I guess... The, yeah, that's the, scary. <laughs> like, we're not going to stay young forever. So I guess the thing I want to say is, you know, just sort of use your life in the way that you think is best and really use your time. You know, your whole thought, it's, it's applicable for loads of other groups as well, because mm. I was also thinking about that when I was involved with, like, work with refugees and stuff, yeah. because, like, from a distance, you know that they go through all these things. things. But then when you actually speak to them in real life, Often. it's like, oh, my God, a It person, actually becomes reality. Is, yeah. yeah, a person has been treated like this, they've yeah. gone through this, and people are speaking about them like this and for one person how shocking it is and Mm -hmm. can you imagine there are thousands upon thousands of people millions millions thousands is putting it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like you just don't realize because the way these types of things are put across especially in media i think is just constantly numbers groups of people this type of thing and then we really distance ourselves yeah exactly and they're not we don't get to realize that these are real people with Mm -hmm. real stories and that is really their life because we're so lucky that the life that we have, like I think I t- talked about it on an earlier show maybe, the fact that it's all like a bit of a lottery where you're born, yeah. everything. It's not like you get to choose. That's why I feel like fiction is really important. Like I was re- I was talking, I was reading the book in the kitchen and my dad was like, why are you reading a storybook? Or why don't you read <laughs> something more educational? Yeah. But I feel like with fiction, you get in the minds of people you really understand, who, yeah, yeah. who are not in your shoes and you start to understand a completely different point of view, a completely mm. different world to yours and you just completely absorb your, your mind. You're not yourself anymore, you're them. Yeah. And I just think that's a really important and thing to do, when, especially when you're younger. Yeah, and the picture sort of brought up in your own mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like with 
things like different forms of digital media like movies and things like that it's definitely what the director has sort of put across to you whereas when you're reading a book it's how you interpret the words yourself in a way it's a bit more of a personal connection I feel yeah you really sort of seem to understand that's why we need to start reading again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I guess that brings us to the end of our thoughts thoughts for the week so I hope you guys you know could take something on board from that I don't know I probably definitely did. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to move on to our hot topics now. So, Sajia, would you like to let <laughs> know what they are? <laughs> okay, so our hot topic this week is a bit of a funny one. So have you heard of Area 51? Yes, in the myself? I have. What have you heard about it? Well, I've heard people have been trying to break into it. Recently, but have you heard but anything about it before? Well, it was some, it was, I don't know, what I've heard about it before is where they kept the aliens, but that's mm. what I know, really, mm. yeah. Yeah, I remember growing up hearing about Area 51, the scary the, place yeah. where nobody really knows what's going on and loads of conspiracy theories and maybe there's aliens there, maybe, maybe. there's maybe there's government like, secrets, government secrets testing, of yeah. loads of things. Um, and, it, like, I feel like shows like Stranger Things have, like, gone in, like, Very contributed much, yeah. to make, like, these conspiracy Making theories. Making sort of image. Mm-hmm. And I love a good conspiracy theory. Um, so <laughs> the other, I don't know when exactly this started, but um, how it started was, okay, no, I got the date. No, I don't. So I think maybe a few weeks ago, mm. a few months ago, someone started a Facebook group um, after some, I think it was a YouTuber was talking about Area 51 in general or something. Mm. Uh, not 100% sure of that. Um, and the f- Facebook group was Storm Area 51. They can't stuff all of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Did you ever see that? No, I, I don't really use Facebook, but you know. Yeah, because on Facebook, people make funny groups, uh, events okay, all the time. Like, oh yeah, like um, random ones. Yeah, events for Brexit or. Okay. Uh, yeah, things that would never actually happen. Mm. But this one actually happened. So <laughs> Even they I, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, it wasn't going to happen. It did. Um, even I said, I'll go to the event. I, I checked myself into it. I think that yeah. there was like thousands and thousands of people who checked themselves into the event. But in reality, people did go. 500 people went. Still quite a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people were really scared the night before and a few days in advance oh, because wow. I can imagine one security. Yeah. You're not really sure what's there either, you know. Exactly. I, thought, I think a lot of people thought people would die there, oh, no. which I wouldn't have been surprised at, but at the same time, I would have been surprised because it's such a publicized event. event yeah. Um, but in reality, I knew a few people uh, were arrested. I don't think they really reached anything. They didn't find anything. But it's just, it was just a really funny topic. Like, why do you it's just <laughs> very, very strange? Just like, yeah, I think it's just so millennial culture. Because I was reading an yeah. article about how one person went and what they saw was loads and loads of people, hipsters, you know, UFO oh fanatics, people holding their selfie cameras, recording <laughs> themselves. Great um, chance for a YouTube video. It really is. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, you know, you can just put something online and people kind of turn off if they're behind your I love it it's just <laughs> that's how it works these days it's like it's weird you wouldn't hear about that I don't know yeah what do you think back. about it is it crazy or is it like is it just normal? crazy or just what is going on it's strange the world crazy? like would you if you were actually in America would you would you attend no I'd be scared but I'd watch it <laughs> you'd watch it <laughs> happily watch it just in case it's some, something I think some people are comparing it to like fire festival have you heard of Fire Festival? No, I haven't. Have Fire Festival? It was that event, um, that festival where um, loads of people, uh, like thousands and th- thousands of uh, teenagers, mm. paid 
a lot of money to go to because it was advertised with all these supermodels and okay. um, Instagram influencers. And when they got there, it was not what they So imagined. who did they pay the money to? Yeah, they paid the money to the people who tried to make the event happen. But I think he's in jail now for fraud. And oh, my God. You should watch it. You should watch it. That's, that's, <laughs> a, big, that's a big thing. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. No, it's that's crazy, though. Like, But that's the thing. You You see something, you're not really sure if it's really yeah. there or not. That's kind of internet culture. But I don't as think well, anyone was expecting glamour after <laughs> <laughs> <to> this one. <laughs> Could you imagine Instagram models and whatnot? That would be a oh good gosh. photo op. <laughs> With the would. gates. It would, to be fair. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Mm, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say on it? I just think it's it's just very strange. <laughs> I just love it. I love the idea. Yeah. I wish we would do that to everything. But you I wish other people would do it to yeah. everything. <laughs> and I could watch. You could watch. From my home in England. Entertainment. Exactly. It's good entertainment. <laughs> they could have they shot a reality yeah. TV show or something. About but that. They probably will. There probably is something. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there's probably a Netflix documentary, documentary coming yeah, out soon. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that sums up our hot topics for the week. Um, also, just like to say, if anyone wants to get involved with any of the discussions that we will have today, don't hesitate. Do contact us. Where can they contact us, Sadia? You can uh, probably best to contact us through Facebook Live or mm-hmm. uh, call us or text us on a one five eight two four eight one eight two two or text us in oh triple seven nine four eight one eight two two. Exactly. Also, pop us a follow on Instagram because yes. we have an Instagram account at Sister Speak, and yeah, we do podcasts as well, so you can download mm-hmm. the iTunes. Go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll move on to our main topic for the show today, which is political engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. You want me to leave that? Sadia, should I ask you the first question? Oh, it's fine. Well, yeah. Because I think I'm supposed to be asking you this. Because the question is, do you understand the current political climate? And I think if I ask that, it's a bit dumb. I literally have the degree in it. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope I would. I'm a bit flustered for this show because for those who don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of glad you haven't done your research on it. Okay. On like the politics behind these things because it's giving a more raw, raw. experience. Yeah, no. Basically, I'm, I managed to just come in in the nick of time before the show started, so I am a bit flustered. So if I get my words modelled and things like that, I hope you guys do understand. But yeah, Sadia, take it away. Yeah. So my question to you, Lamaisa, <laughs> and also all the listeners out there, if you're a young person or not, um, do you currently understand? What is going on in the UK? Um, if you were asked to explain the situation of politics in the UK, would you think you could answer briefly? I think I could give a basic, very, very basic sort of overview. Maybe more so just a list of events that have happened. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I understand the details. Yeah. Or not necessarily understand, but rather no. I haven't taken the time to find them out. Yeah, that's what I'd say. And I would say you're quite politically engaged, to be I honest. I think I'm probably more politically engaged than most, most people, people usually are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wanted to do journalism before, didn't you? Yes, I did. So. <laughs> okay, so this is a bad example. <laughs> but actually, ask. right now, because I've over the summer, I've been doing a few different things. So I didn't really get the chance to be as updated as I mm. would usually like. So I guess now you've caught me in a phase of political disengagement. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah. Honestly, I didn't do too much research into it either today, mm. just because. Well, once I was one, I was lazy. But two, it's probably not the best idea to overload the research when mm. you. It's more of you need to re- have a realistic experience. Today's quite a big day, though. With what the news? 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it is. So. I don't know. If, are we allowed to talk well, about? That? I mean, probably. It's yeah. a factual event that it happened. Is. So basically, the Supreme Court ruled it unlawful. Um, the propagation of Parliament. It was unlawful. Uh, I'm not sure if that means. No, it will continue. Parliament will continue. Mm. Government will not be able to uh, propagate Parliament now. And after that, we don't really know what's happening, happening. still. That happened you know, Brexit's today. still confusing. <laughs> but when I, that was the first time in the past few months, I think, that I sort of tuned back into mm. what's going on. Because I turned on the telly, went out of Netflix, and mm. saw mm-hmm. over all the news channels, it was like posted everywhere, the headlines and, you know, the Supreme Court's president's, like her speech and everything. Yeah. I, was, I was watching all of that. So it was, you know, I think it's fun, I guess, when you listen Politics to it. Is fun. <laughs> yeah, when you listen to what's going on as an outsider. Yeah. When you don't really know the intricacies, it's just like, you know, you watch it and you think, this is actually going on. Yeah. These are the people who are actually running the country, that type of thing. Honestly, no, as someone with a degree, it's confusing. I don't mm. get it. <laughs> and that's a person with a degree. I don't, in I don't know. Yeah, no, three years did not prepare me for this oh, at all. Like, this is a very, very confusing so time. What chance do normal people No, have? there isn't any. Nobody's <laughs> understanding what's happening right now. I worked with the government around civil services. Everyone's very confused. confused. Everything's very up in the air right now. So I think it's, yeah. I don't think anyone should feel bad about not, not understanding yeah. what's happening. Because honestly, I've been sick of this whole propagation thing. Like, because I, I think, because I'm on Twitter, I see a lot of the news like instantly. And it's like, oh, this court ruled something lawful. This court ruled something unlawful. Lawful, it's just yeah. been a lot. Just, it's it's just a lot of information and, yeah. just being thrown. Yeah. And also with Brexit, I, I remember the referendum was at the start of my degree and now I've finished it. So it's been good. <laughs> probably yeah, it's, it's been a long process. It's been a really long process. Um, but yeah, so the show, the reason why I wanted to talk about the topic of political engagement um, was because, um, well, essentially, I think the first topic that I kind of wanted to talk about was education itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I just ended up delving into how we're not really prepared for political engagement through our education, education system. system yeah very true um so i'm gonna ask you about a bunch of political situations and i'm gonna ask whether you know about them or not okay but you are a journalism fanatic so this is not <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't say fanatic but yeah go ahead we'll see okay do you know about the situation in sudan yes yes um do you know okay israel palestine conflict yes brexit yeah um, the wall, the Trump wall. Well, yeah, who doesn't yeah, know? Who doesn't know? Trump <laughs> do you know about the Democrats? Uh, the sort of well, the, what, what do you even call it? The voting of the new Democratic Dem- Democrats leader. I didn't know that. No, no. Yeah, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, I that, did. That, I heard that, a podcast about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Latin America. Do you know what's going on in there right now in terms of the climate? Yes. Scary. Yeah. Very, very scary. scary. And the Amazon and everything is very scary. Very scary. Do you know about race relations in South Africa? Yes. Basically, the Meister knows a lot of these things. (laughs) But not, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none, in a sense, you know. No, no of them, but don't know the details. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. No, my point here is that there's a lot going on in the world World. right now. Over the last hundred years. And I think we do are expected to know every single bit of it 
but it's very hard broadly. Do you and think I don't we're expected we're, to know? I think, so we, we live in a globalised world right now. Very, yeah. Maybe it's from my circle who's, who. I mean, I studied history and politics, so mm. I'm kind of expected to know most of it. So the people around me are mo- more likely to know a lot of it. Um, but I, I feel, feel like conversational people kind of ask you about these things. Do no? they? I don't know. My, you tell my me circle. from your science circle. Because, yeah, I'm not in the politics circle. I would love to be, but I'm not. <laughs> but in the circle that I'm in, I don't think conversationally it really sort of pops up. You know, when you start talking about when I try to engage conversation with my peers about politics and mm. things that are going on, they're like, we don't really we don't really want to know that type of thing and sort of swish out that conversation. So I feel like in terms of saying that like, people are expected to know, I don't think they are. Maybe I, I just like, expect everyone to know. I feel like people in your field mm, are expected. And no, people we sh- should be expected to know. I do feel that. However, loads of people, I feel like the society doesn't have that expectation on people. Because the way people are, it's. I feel like in today's day and age, it's a lot more about us and the problems we face and knowing about mm-hmm. those rather than you over there and the problems you face and know about those. I need to solve my own problems first. Do you think we should be expected to know about all of these things? I feel like because the world is such a large place, not everyone can be expected to know everything. But I feel like having a good, being world read in that sense about what is going on in the world and and knowing just in general, because we're all people and it's good to know for other people in that sense. I agree. But there is like the points of views where people say, watching the news is Mm. essentially bad for you because it's going to affect your mental health and it's going to make you think that um, the world is a lot worse than it actually is um, and stress you out because uh, technically we're living in the most peaceful time for a long for a long time maybe Um, well in the sense that there hasn't been any sort of major wars yeah but realistically I feel like that's my own personal opinion, I feel like that's just because action isn't being taken. Hmm. What do you think of that view then? I think, yeah, it's peaceful, but that just because it's peaceful doesn't mean that it's peaceful in the sense that there aren't bad things going on. I think it's a very privileged way of thinking of things. And I think there are situations going on which need to be mm-hmm. accounted for and we need to help the people, the innocent people that are being yeah. involved, but no action is being taken. So in that sense, yes, it's peaceful, but is that necessarily... Um, it's just you in your room, in your house, on your computer thinking this. I guess, yeah. no, I get the mental health aspect of it. But I, at the same yeah. time, I think if everyone started thinking of it, it's a very privileged and selfish way of thinking of the world because our actions do impact yeah. those who are and suffering. And you become very complacent about, mm-hmm. yeah, the suffering that's going on in the world. Yeah, silence is a political statement, I believe. Yeah. But is that, would you, do you know if anyone, do you know any opposing views to that? Well, I we're know, saying I guess that, the, but we're quite political. I feel like the the only opposing view would be that you know, it's not on my shoulders to bear mm. their issues. Yeah, I and guess you, you can't could say expect it's the establishment who should deal with this should deal with it exactly. You can't expect every sing- like you and me, the normal your everyday average Joe blogs to take that onto their shoulders and then in turn be suffering because other people around the world are suffering. Yeah. Uh, but I think Ooh. that's a very extreme way of looking at it in the sense that. I should, I feel like I should feel their suffering and I should try and help, yeah. but I shouldn't do it to the point where I myself become or, or start suffering because of it. I'm going to throw in a 
pretty good case study in terms of this whole uh, discussion we're having here. So climate change. Okay. Um, it's affecting all of us, mm-hmm. some more than others. For example, Bangladesh, uh, like Latin America right now. Um, and it is a situation where a lot of regular people feel like they have to change their lifestyles to help the environment. Mm-hmm. Whereas some other people are saying, why should I turn vegan? Why should I do all of these things when technically it's the top 10% of in uh, who are mainly doing, doing these things to the earth, which is true. And it's benefiting from it. And benefiting from it. So that does show, like, do you think about the collective, how much we can do individually, all together, mm-hmm. do you say, why should I deteriorate my quality of life? Because these companies refuse to make massive changes. I feel like the point of the matter is that yes, that's that's a very good point, the fact that these companies aren't changing, so why should we? But the thing is, is that I feel, you know, change from these companies would start if we have a change in attitude from society in general. Mm. Because if we change our attitude with society, those companies may feel more pressured to change the way that they are. And even though it may not affect us now with climate change, it's, a very, it's quite a immediate problem in the sense that it may not affect us now, but in a, quite a few years to come, it definitely will. Mm-hmm. That's just science. That's just how it's it is. It's actually affecting us right now. <laughs> and it's affecting us right now. So, you know, these types of discussions need to be had because, you know, people our age who aren't in these fields may not necessarily feel the necessity i guess to really sort of get engaged and sort of clue off about it yeah but yeah that, we'll yeah that's, <laughs> that's the first half done so join us after the break where we'll continue discussing that topic so yeah see you in a bit assalamualaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamualaikum, everyone, and welcome back to Sister Speak. So before the show, we started a pretty good discussion, I think, on, you know, political engagement. Um, yeah, I feel like it went quite deep quite quickly. It did. Yeah, no, the... the re- okay, what did we just speak about? So it was an uh, example of yeah. climate change and how there's different views on who should um, be actually involved in improving that. Should it be regular people who just want to get along with their day and use their plastic now and then or should it be the big corporations Mm. or i have a point of view i'll put across after you (laughs) after me Um, yeah i feel like what i was saying before the show was that you know big corporations aren't going to change just like that i feel like they're quite set in their ways in the sense that as long as that this is my opinion as long as they're making money you know Mm -hmm. they're pretty good um and i feel like change comes from the general people once we slowly slowly change our attitude in years to come big corporations will have to follow that because the regular people are their marketplace so i think through that way as long as we start to change attitude then it becomes easier for corporations the higher ups those types of things to accommodate for all the needs that we want to push through yeah but yeah yeah no i agree big corporations well they need to do it ASAP we need to push them too but I also think we need to like you said through our actions um, change the marketplace um, and there is literally 9 billion of us now, yeah. is it 9 billion of us now so, um, is it? 7 I million last time I checked why did yeah. I say 9 billion, seven billion. <laughs> I don't know why I said 9 billion it's about 7 billion and growing yeah. um, and we make an 
a crazy impact on this earth obviously and when you th when you you we need to realize that these big corporations are headed by people yes at the end it's, of the day yeah it's not just a robot it's headed by people and we do need to make these little changes in our lives because Very they do true. add up imagine so say we live until we're 85 <clears throat> how many plastic bottles have we what happened to my voice <clears throat> How many plastic bottles have we thrown away? How yeah. how many um, animals have we eaten? How much have we contributed to this uh, situation? I feel like a lot. Change. If I think about just myself, yeah, plastic water bottles. I literally live off. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. We recycle. We started to recycle a majority of them, but before, like if I think to two or three years ago, we used to buy the massive cases of just water, yeah. drink it, chuck it in the bin. That's yeah. it, and nothing needs to be done. I think we were going to do a whole episode on climate change next week, weren't we, with Zanera? Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's coming. It's coming. Honestly. Because I don't have enough information on this. <laughs> I need to research but Yeah, I just think it's a collective impact, us making our personal changes Definitely. through not taking the the world for granted. Yeah. Um, but also pushing for these corporations um, to make their changes as well, because obviously it is... They're mainly these companies. They're big contributors. They're massive contributors. Uh, so the next topic... No, it's not the next topic. It's the next question. It's... Sorry, I, I like, skipped from that. <laughs> all right, don't worry. Um, so do you believe... You Okay, when were you in high school? How many years ago was this? I was about to think like it's five years ago. No, I think it, in high school... Oh, high school would probably be five... Years ago, I think. Are you sure? No, I, I, I did my GCSEs in 2016. That's when I did my GCSEs. So three years ago. Three years ago. I can't do So math. you finished high school three years ago. I promise I got a good grade. In <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I finished three years ago. Yeah. So all the things that we were talking about today, mm. do you believe that the education system prepared you to understand any of, all, well, any of that, all of that, parts of that? Well, I feel like... If you're talking about preparation in terms of having lessons, then no. Obviously, we didn't have lessons on any of that. But what my school did do is we used to have tutorials. And in those tutorials, it would depend from teacher to teacher. Mm. They didn't have any set sort of topic to talk about. But my teacher, my form teacher that I had, she often would bring up things that are going on, current affairs, that type of thing. And we as a form would sort of discuss it that's and talk really about it. So I think that's good in the sense that it keeps students engaged while yeah. they're in school. Because even if a majority of them didn't look at the news, that type of thing, at least in that situation, they would be a bit informed. And maybe they, you know, want to look up or research it afterwards. Mm. I don't know how it is in other schools. But yeah, I feel like those types of initiatives from those teachers is really good to prepare kids to take an interest. Because I think that's where it starts from. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, like, how are they going to be interested in it? Do you get what I mean? Like, if when you're a, when you're a teenager, when you're in high school, high school is your life. Yeah, you and don't want to read the news. It's nerdy. It's nerdy, but it's also it might be boring for some. You know, yeah. they don't really want to know. It actually is boring, and this has come from someone who does <laughs> politics and history. So <laughs> and history, yeah. So you know, they might find it boring. That might not be their interest. But I think the point of the matter is, is that people need to realise it's not that they have to have an interest in it, but they should just know about it mm. i don't know if it's your school in particular <coughs> the fact that you are three years younger than me do you think things improved or is, is it just your school maybe maybe it is because uh, i don't know we need some other young people here maybe yeah <laughs> we it need depends. some other examples but from with my situation i don't actually remember any current event discussions um mm. 
especially not on stuff like war and Any situations that's going on yeah. right now. The closest would literally be, you know, humanities, but then it would be stuff that happened in the past, history lessons, yeah. which I think is history. Okay, I'm a big advocate of, obviously. Um, and I think it's pro. Okay, I know I'm saying this from a very biased standpoint, but I do think it's one of the most important subjects that we teach in schools. And I know a lot of people would think, why do you study history? It's in the past. Mm. But I do think that kind of thing prepares you to understand the country you're living in, why it's like that. But also the world we're living in. Yeah, exactly. Why people are like that. Um, other countries, if you you have the benefit of actually learning about other mm. countries in your history lessons, um, a lot of people aren't that privileged. Sometimes it's very, very Eurocentric history lessons. But that's a rant for another time. <laughs> Maybe in five minutes. <laughs> um, and it just makes you understand people. Yeah, but I feel like loads of people, the history that they know or have knowledge of is from those history lessons in school. Yeah. Even if they didn't take it up till GCS, even if they just took it up till GCSE. Or year like, nine. Or year nine. Um, that, that's all the history knowledge that I have about, you know, let's say World War One and World War Two comes from the lessons that I've had in school. I didn't mm-hmm. do that research myself in that sense. But I, I just want to say one thing is that I remember even in junior school, my junior school used to put on little news round clips. Oh, cute. Yeah, just to, if we were only, what, 10 or 11? Yeah. We wouldn't really understand the big things that were going on at that yeah. time. But we'd still, we've heard about it. Yeah. And so when we hear the adults talking about it, you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, I know about that. I'm going to listen a bit more, that type of thing. Yeah. So I feel like it's important that we introduce current affairs and things that are actually going Definitely. on. That type of thing to kids in the education system. Yeah, no, I just realised that I basically said that history lessons prepare you for the world. They don't. Not in the UK. No, I've just realised what I said. I take that back. Uh, I don't think they do enough <laughs> okay. to prepare you for the world. Because like you said, you learn a lot about World War One, World War Two. Great. You learned about European relations. Mm. But really, when you think about it, that is not the situation now with European relations. Germany is true pretty great in relations these days but Um, isn't that the point of history to know about the past not no i'm saying that um a lot what we do learn is mainly world war one world war two i think we need to learn more about the world the world yeah yeah how we are communicated with asia and africa and Mm. uh the americas or just their histories in general not even how we communicated with them just like them Mm. because we live in a multicultural society i think it's important to just so understand people's more backgrounds diverse, you know different periods yeah. of time not just in the uk though different yeah. periods of time all around the world yeah and i think it's important, important for like bme it, like, children the, to understand their own past the, yeah the historical events that happened of course they have an impact on mm. the events that are happening now yeah. the way people think it's because of events of the past that certain people think the way they do exactly in today's day and age i feel like and also how, what we learn about the past today is how people view the um, how people view other events. So, for example, I remember sixth form history, A level mm. history. We learned about uh, the scramble for Africa. Now they only taught from European colonization onwards. Okay. There is no, n- not in my A levels or my degree. There's no um, mention of African history be- uh, b- before colonization and i think when you teach that to young people that really impacts how they view people in africa because they see it as you know i don't know how they would i don't know how they would word it but it's essentially european contact 
it's a lot of um, emphasis on poverty and yeah. Uh, a lot of people think of slavery yeah. as well, the whole slave trade and yeah. everything. But actually, when you said that, I didn't even think of yeah. What Africa about the rich civilizations that existed beforehand? I didn't even that had never popped in my head exactly. until the second you said it, which is crazy as a person who's been through the education system and still in it. Yeah, like have you ever thought maybe I'd like to learn about what happened before Europeans came to this continent? That is technically where humans came from why don't we have a civilization started so, yeah so it's the beginning of human civilization why don't we know anything beyond the last few hundreds of years from that region it's and crazy. yeah and that i think that um impacts <coughs> a lot of people within the uk and it contributes to racism and xenophobia Very and ignorance so do you have anything else you'd like to say like how do you think the education could improve on this i think that's a difficult one well, actually, no, it's easy and it's difficult. It's difficult because, obviously, you, I don't see... Well, in history, of course, you could broaden the historical mm. periods that people actually study. But I feel like it's simple in the sense that if you allocated even a small amount of time, you don't even need a whole lesson. Like, we had it in tutorial, which was basically just a block of 20 minutes, I think, mm -hmm. where we just talk about different things. So whether it be current affairs or whether it be um political things that are going on their history how that type of thing came about you know it sort of just gets the kids talking and discussing it and i feel like that's where you could start instead of introducing a whole new lesson or something that's important you know how pshe is um compulsory i think i don't quote oh, me yeah. on that but i think it is um you know if you introduce something where kids actually need to engage then that would help because what you get is the school system is just where kids sort of first interact with society. Yeah. I feel like a wider society. It's almost like a little baby version of the adult world and real life and how mm. everything's going to be. That's where everything starts. So if you make a very sort of even slightly politically engaged sort of student body, that type of thing, once they've grown up and they've become adults, those adults just have it inclined in them to know more about what's going on in the world how it affects them or how they can help affect other people that type of thing yeah i feel like that's where the change should start see i have a more radical viewpoint in that and i just think we need to completely decolonize the curriculum completely <laughs> so i would say uh even like english lit well literature literature in general change it up <laughs> talk about uh literature from other countries as well uh, history, obviously, mm. that's the obvious one. Talk, actually introduce politics lessons as a part of PH, uh, humanities. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other subjects are there? Do, I think it's really important to talk about the other cultures. Do you think it's, it's possible to do that at the moment when we already have loads of subjects going on? No, like, I think I implement it within the subjects. Why did I need to learn about the Battle of Hastings? What does that impact me? True. technically why isn't it more beneficial for, for people to understand British India than the Battle of Hastings you probably did a whole semester yeah, on that definitely did. on the Romans <laughs> and the Aztecs I think more modern history but mm. global history um, would be more beneficial yeah to those I agree I think and that too even, but I feel yeah. like um where I got a lot of my sort of trying to learn about other cultures things like that was actually through religious studies mm, really? um because in our school we didn't just learn about christianity or one religion we learned about quite a few we did all of the main six religions i think yeah and we looked at i think what was really even more interesting is their 
history around mm. the world how it is that they sort of went to certain different parts and the type of people that they affected and nowadays i feel like religion is very intertwined with a lot of the things that are going on did you today. go to school in luton no i didn't <laughs> close to luton bedford yeah but yeah uh, and because um it's interesting that you're saying that because i have a friend who lives in quite a village area not mm. diverse at all and she was saying how her religious studies was essentially christianity I feel like a in a lot of schools it is though. Mm -hmm. But in my school, we had quite a few experts on Islam in general as yeah. well. And so it was interesting because, you know, they're not Muslims themselves, but they've lived out in the Middle East and they've done, mm. you know, certain things and they've got PhDs and whatnot and all of that type of stuff. And they're giving it to you from a factual point. As a Muslim, I learned things that I didn't even know before about mm. my own religion. I thought it was really interesting. But what I was trying to say is that through religious studies, I think that really broadened my horizons in the sense that I need to try and learn about the world because mm. religion actually changed a lot of the world that we are in Definitely. today as well. I think because we're from an urban area, we have mm. a lot of privilege in terms of learning about different cultures. Very true. And the, that's the thing. Certain people, the people that I went to school with, some of my friends are like, you know, the people that are in our family circles, that type of thing, because they come, a lot of them come from small villages. They were like, we would have never met people with multicultural backgrounds, that type of thing. Because where we exactly. live, it's sort of just one certain demographic of person. So she was like, it's good that, in a sense, I got to talk to you and learn mm. about you and those types of things. When if I hadn't met you, it would have been a completely different story. See, this is why the education system itself needs to be improved. Because mm. for those who don't have contact with people of other cultures, it's really easy to just form your ideas on what you see. Seen from the education system also not even that the news because if you're not learning about uh, groups of people in um you know in school uh you're not meeting them and all you're seeing is muslims are doing this and you, yeah yeah for example islamophobia terrorism all of that it's that's very what's easy been to you. take that in yeah. instead of you know islamophobia going deeper. Deeper. yeah, yeah. a lot of learning about the people behind it and you know not behind Islam, like the reads. Yeah, I guess learning about people from different cultures, different religions, that type of thing, and knowing that not everyone is the same yeah. and not painting everyone with the same brush. Yeah, I think a good education fixes a lot of societal evils. I think so too. Because like I said, it starts from school. It starts from school. Cool. So if um, my next question is, what situation in world politics or history do you wish you were able to understand more? If there's one thing that you'd think, oh, I really wish I could, I knew a lot more on that, what would it be? Um, in history, I would say... It could be in, in politics right now. Even. Yeah, oh, well, currently, right now, anything, or just in anything. the world? Um, I'd want to know about the wars that went on. Which wars? Very so controversial many. topic, but, you know, the Vietnam War, I'd want to mm. know more about what happened in Iraq, I'd want to know more about what happened in Afghanistan, those types of situations. I feel like I'd want to know what it is that we had to fight over. Yeah. That's what I want to know. And why it is that so many people had to lose their lives because of it. Okay. So I think that's what I'd want to know. Nice. Yeah. Because I feel like when you when you know more about those things, I guess it's just important because people did lose their lives for it. Yeah. And if people don't even know about it and it has no importance, then what was the point? Yeah. But yeah. But I feel like there's so many things. I feel like the colonization in general, the the real reasons behind it, 
I'd want to know more about oh, as well. I could tell you the reasons after this story. <laughs> the real reasons behind it, because I feel like it's very murky waters, sort of. It's not very clear, clear cut. These are the reasons sort of told to you. So, you know, I'd yeah. want to know more about that. Um, so for me, because I have had the privilege of actually studying a lot of history, um, over the last two years, I've, ha- I've like studied a lot of Indian history. So I think before, if you asked me two years ago, I would have said Indian, Asian, South Asian history. Um, but I've no- but like I said, not long ago, in A-levels and my degree, the one thing that we never had the privilege of learning was African history mm-hmm. beyond before um, colonization. So I think that would be the the one thing I would think uh, I really would like to learn more of it because like I said that that's where we all came from um I think it's really gross how we there's nothing on it in European curriculums it Mm. starts when they were taken advantage of by European colonizers that's all we ever learn about whereas I think South Asia you do get to learn more about like the Mughals and those civilizations um but it's kind of not giving them the importance yeah they deserve exactly you're kind of cutting it off like it's almost like it didn't even exist exactly before. it's an erasure of their history mm. and i think that's what i'd probably delve into yeah so next question do you feel represented in your views in politics you as a person i feel like that's quite uh that's a pretty random one just thrown in there <laughs> maybe i should have gone into loaded. there yeah i don't know i feel like wow i'm i that's the thing i i don't know Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm not, but at the same time, I don't feel like I am. But I think that's because I'm not generally, I don't feel involved in politics in general. So I wouldn't feel like I'm represented because I don't have that deep attachment to it. Where Okay, then I've got another question for mm-hmm. you. Do you feel frustrated about how much of an impact you can make in the world? I do. Yeah. Very much so. Like every single day. Yeah. <laughs> it annoys me. What exactly? Because I feel like it's so hard. I feel like loads of people just like us, general normal people who aren't MPs or part of government mm. or things like that, really do want to make a change. Like when you have a deep yeah. conversation with someone, you realise that, you know, you both really want to change the world. And it gets really like dark at times because you realise how, you know, like you were saying, it is quite depressing mm. because you realise that the world obviously isn't perfect and there are things going on. But the more depressing thing is the fact that you feel like you can't change it. And that's the thing, because it's so hard to bring about massive change from just one. And it starts from just one person. And I feel like in this day and age, it should be so much easier because of the power that we have through Internet and everything to bring a movement. Like you said, with the Area 51, how easy was that for them (laughs) to just storm it? But I feel like for deeper causes, it's a lot more difficult because people, people are also so split on their opinions and yeah. how they want things to happen. People are generally, you know, I know I'm a generally confused person. I change yeah, my mind within a second. So, you know, and I feel like we're seeing through current events that are going on, we're quite confused as a, a nation as well, in which direction we want to go, yeah. that type of thing. So I feel like it is frustrating because normal people feel like they don't have that power. Yeah, it's so easy to give up hope. Yeah, like, I've gone through that whole frustrated period and now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, I don't really know what kind of a big impact I can make. I'll retweet some stuff. I'll post some stuff on my Instagram. But it's um, like, what but can what you can really I do? do? Yeah, like, that's why I wanted to get involved in politics. But um, even through that, it's like you can make tiny, tiny changes. Mm. And while that is good, I think we are taught, we, like we watch movies about people who make massive, massive changes change. through doing this <laughs> and that. And I think what everybody wants to be that person these days. Yeah. So you, it's 
kind of oh yeah that's mine um <laughs> it's kind of i don't know what the demoralizing very I much guess, so I guess. to not be able to make those changes so you do have to make those little things like um you know no more plastic bottles yeah. and well, writing again, a blog about retweeting things yeah like raising awareness but it never feels like enough because things don't change quickly like that it's about the people at the top, the top. But then i think i do think what if enough of us do pre- use that frustration to make do something productive then it would change yeah but it's so hard it's so hard. for everyone to be on the yeah, same it has to be literally revolutionary levels to make changes like that exactly and yeah. that's um, a depressing thought <laughs> but it can also be a hopeful thought because i do think the our new generations are a lot more uh, revolutionary in that in mm. the whole social justice aspect wanting to improve lives people are trying people are trying i, I think, think young people but do you think that's just a trend that's going on now no i think young people or genuinely think hope so genuine yeah no i have a lot of hope for this new generation weirdly i criticize them a lot but i do have a lot of hope for you kids because it does seem like you guys want to make um you know the most of it i think young people are the ones who care the most about the world because they haven't had the the um, crashing reality. Yeah. They haven't had the crashing rea- reality yet. They haven't seen the repetition of the cycle of disappointment happening over and over again. Mm. Like I remember my first election when I was voting, I was like, yeah, the party I'm voting for are gonna win. They didn't win. Um, <laughs> and now it's happened like three times I voted. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'll just, I'll just hand is, in my vote now. It's difficult. Yeah, because at the same time, I kind of feel like my vote doesn't make a difference because I know in the place that I am, my party, how many times have you voted, by the way? Never. Oh, so it's going to be my first election. It should an election happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, you know, at times it's very set. Mm. With our system, like in the UK, certain areas are certain parties. Yeah. Your vote won't really change. Yeah, no, I get you. So, um, yeah, UK politics is very slow. Like this was literally something I remember studying. That it's one of our characteristics of UK politics. It's just it's just very gradual. There's no revolutionary change like France or whatever. Mm. That's just one of the things about us is that we don't make dramatic. Do you think movements. it's on its way? I don't know if there is going to be any dramatic change because I think like I'm, I'm really going to go into Brexit in the last like thirty <laughs> seconds. I oh. oh gonna be a bit difficult it's actually the last 30 seconds does it fi- finish at 55 56 56 okay um no i think we have too many splitting views for anything to change i think people here are too scared to have yeah. hurt other people's feelings but the thing is that's what i thought i was 16 when the referendum happened and i was like it's gonna be we're gonna vote to remain because we don't like change i thought so too that's what i thought but weirdly it didn't happen that mm, way populism yeah but then it's the same thing with Trump. I feel like no one thought yeah. he was going to be voted in. It's not in the... There's change, just not sure if it's in the direction I like. <laughs> that, But maybe the retaliation's on its way. You never know. I just don't know what to expect with politics anymore. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, nothing's going to change. But then I'm like, ah, oh, don't know what to think. It's a very sort of either way yeah, type of thing. Yeah, this is the most confusing degree ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's a good yeah. point to wrap it up. So today we talked about political disengagement and engagement and the fact that I guess young people need to sort of be more knowledgeable. Hmm. We should try and make society expected. Not just young know. people, I think everyone does. Everyone, we should try and make society in general more aware. Aware. But yeah, hmm. join us again next week uh, where we'll be back. So yeah, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.